many of you believe that this morning? Well, I'm glad about a third of you do. The rest of you will find out for long. He's coming soon. Amen. Jesus is coming soon. The Bible teaches us that. That's what we're going to be talking about this morning. We're living closer than we've ever lived before. And I hope you understand that. And by the time we're finished with this series of messages here in a few weeks, I hope you're going to really believe it and understand it. If you do not at this point in time, I hope you're going to understand that Jesus is indeed coming soon. We are living near the end. And it's not going to be long until he's going to return in the clouds of glory. What a wonderful and marvelous time it's going to be. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning, especially those of you that are visiting with us. You're our special guest. We welcome you today. Trust that you're going to just receive a very special blessing from being here in the house of the Lord this morning. Again, I want to congratulate our graduates on their great accomplishments. We've already recognized them, but I just want to say a special word of congratulations to them. We're proud of them. We're proud of what they represent, and we're proud of what we believe they're going to do in Jesus' name and in days and times to come. While we're recognizing them, we've got somebody else we need to recognize right quickly this morning before we read the scripture. We've got a young lady. She told me the other day she wasn't 25. But I think she's fudging the truth. In fact, the truth is Miss Mary is 95 years old today. Would you give Miss Mary a great big hand? 95 years young. In her case, you don't need to say 95 years old. She's 95 years young. And she acts that way. Some of you act more 95 than she does. <laughs> All right, I'll quit, I'll quit meddling. Go ahead and preach. Would you stand with me, please, for the reading of God's Word this morning? I want you to open your Bibles, if you will, to the Gospel of our Lord as recorded by Matthew. Turn, please, to chapter 24, a very familiar portion of Scripture, the one that we're going to use as the basis of our remarks this morning and tonight. I'm sure I will not finish this first message this morning but the Lord willing, we'll be able to do that tonight. This is going to have to be a two-parter here. We are beginning a series of messages this morning. I had told you we'd been talking about it for some weeks. And a number of you had asked about the possibility of me doing it. And I felt like finally that I had the freedom to do that. So we're going to be starting this morning a series of messages for the coming weeks as long as I'm uh, here with you in the pulpit. We don't ever know from week to week how long that's going to be anymore. But we're going to be doing a series of messages on the end times. How many of you know we're living what we were just singing? We weren't just singing this morning. We are living what we were just singing. Jesus is coming soon. We are living in the last days. And we're going to begin a series of messages on that this morning. I begin here with Matthew chapter 24. Let's begin reading with verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, You see all these things? Verily I say unto you, 
There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives with his disciples, they came to him privately and said, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? Now that, that's questions I hear people asking all the time these days. What are the signs of his coming? Preacher, you tell me Jesus is coming. How do we know that? What are the signs? And what are the signs of the end of the world? We, we are people who really aren't talking about the gospel, but we are a lot of people these days talking about the end of the world. Truth is, you listen to most of them rattling on, they don't have a clue to what they're talking about, but they sense something is about to happen. That's another thing that tells me we're living where we are. Even people that don't know Jesus, even people that do not put it in the context of the Bible, they sense something is about to happen. And it is. So the disciples said, Lord, what... What will be the signs and, and of your coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus said unto them, take heed. Now he starts to answer those questions. Take heed. Here's the, some of the answer. Take heed that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name saying I am Christ. And they will deceive many. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. But don't be troubled over that. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Listen to this. There'll be famines, pestilence, earthquakes, and diverse places. Sounds like to me he's reading the morning newspaper. And all these are just the beginning of sorrows. Then they'll deliver you up to be afflicted. They'll kill you. You shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended. They'll betray one another, hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be Saved, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you've not left us in the dark to stumble in the darkness all alone. Thank you that you have pulled back the curtains and let us see some of the things that are indeed about to come on this old world. Father, we bless you this morning. We thank you for your wonderful presence that we feel here in this building today. And I just pray now that in these next few minutes, <coughs> as your word goes forth, that your spirit will guide, that you will just hover over this congregation. And Lord, open our ears to hear, our minds to understand and receive what you would say to us today. And we'll be careful to thank you for it all, for we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated.
sure that most of us in this building at one time or another has witnessed the launching of some of the spacecraft from Canaveral down in Florida. We've witnessed the space shuttles as they've gone off into space. You know that when that happens that NASA has a very precise checklist that they follow and everything must be in perfect order before that spacecraft will be allowed to lift off. Sometimes there are little glitches. There are things that have to happen. There are things that have to take place. And sometimes they'll, they'll put it on hold and uh, they'll, they'll, you feel like it's just ready to go off, but they'll say we're on hold. And sometimes that can happen several times. But finally, when everything is off the checklist and everything looks right, Suddenly the countdown begins. And when it does, you can just sense the excitement filling the air. You'll hear something like this. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Liftoff. We have liftoff. And about that time, smoke will billow from the base of that spacecraft. Fire will begin to dance out of the engines and that spacecraft will begin to lift yonder into the heavens. I want to tell you this morning that I believe with all of my heart that another countdown has already begun. I believe another countdown is already going on yonder in the heavens and a rapid movement of events is taking us into the final seconds of time. And at the end of that countdown, <coughs> our Lord is going to step out on the clouds of glory. The trumpet's going to sound and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is going to lift off of this earth into the heavens and we're going to go to be with him. The church is going to be caught away. The church is going to be caught up. And this old world is going to be thrown into a chaos unlike anything it has ever known before. If you think things are bad in the world today, if you think things are troubled today, if you think bad things are happening, you just wait till that trumpet sounds and the church leaves here. And there's going to be a chaos to settle in over this world unlike anything that it has ever known. Can I tell you this morning, our Lord really is coming back to this earth again. We just sang one of the songs about it. I remember another one we used to sing that said, Oh, our Lord is coming back to earth again. Yes, our Lord is coming back to earth again. Satan will be bound a thousand years. We'll have no sorrows then for our Savior is coming back to this earth again. Jesus really is coming back to this earth again. And we're going to begin this morning a series of messages that's going to examine the final days of countdown. We're going to examine the countdown of the final days. In this series, we're going to look at the signs of the times, the end time events, and we're going to look at what it's going to be like when the final chapter of time begins to unfold. I believe with all of my heart 
that everything that has ever happened in human history has been moving us toward one grand climactic event. And that event is the coming of our Lord to this earth again. To rule and reign through the ceaseless ages of eternity. Do you understand this morning that the second coming of Christ is not just some little incidental matter? Do you understand that they tell me that maybe up to a thousand times in the pages of the Bible, his second coming is alluded to in some way. Over 300 times, it is clear there are direct prophecies given in the New Testament alone about the second coming of our Lord. Now, how many of you know that anything the Bible talks about may be up to a thousand times, how many of you know it must be important? How many of you know it's not just some little incidental something? And how many of you know if the Bible talks about it like that, it's talking about something that is going to happen. It is going to happen. Just as surely as you're sitting where you are, our Lord is coming back to this earth again. Anything the Bible spends this much time on, you can count, it's going to happen. Now that reality, the fact that it is something that is going to happen, that reality brings us to the questions that always arise when you start talking about the second coming. The question that always comes up is simply this, when? When is he coming? When is he coming? You, you, you know, I, I've told you the story of somebody jumping me one time, literally almost jumped me with it, and, and they, were, they were actually angry because I'd preached on the second coming that night. That guy said to me, he said, I've heard your grandpa preach it, I've heard your mom and daddy preach it, now you come along, when's he coming? I looked back at him, I said, I don't know. But I said, I can tell you, he, he told me, said, I've been hearing that for 50 years. He said, when's he coming? I said, I don't know. But I said, I can tell you this, it's 50 years closer now than it's ever been. And the answer to the question of when is simply this, we don't know. Let's establish something right up front in this series of messages. We don't know exactly when he's coming. Jesus said in Matthew 25, 13, you do not know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. In Matthew 24, 36, he says, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven. So if anybody ever comes along and tells you they know when the Lord's coming, you run from them just as fast as you can. They don't know what they're talking about. Nobody, let's just establish that up front. Nobody knows exactly when we just know it's going to happen. We don't know when, but we know it is going to happen. But now with that said, I want you to understand that we've not been left totally in the dark. We don't know just when he's coming, but we've not left in the dark about it. 
We do know it's getting closer and closer and closer and closer by what this Bible says. We've, we've been, as I said, given nearly a thousand passages, they tell me in the Bible, that deals with this subject. In fact, our Lord himself decided to address it and to talk about it in the text that I've read in your hearing this morning. Remember that Jesus and his disciples have been involved in Passover week in Jerusalem. It's Wednesday of Passover week. Jesus has spent the entire day in the temple preaching. And as they leave the temple that day going out to the Mount of Olives, the disciples point to the beautiful and great temple of Solomon. The great temple that's been built there in Jerusalem. And they're just in such awe of the great temple. And they tell me it was something to see. And as they pointed out to Christ, they get on out to the Mount of Olives and Jesus says something to them well, as they're going to the Mount of Olives after they've pointed that temple out, Jesus says to them, he says, fellas, you're, you're all so excited about this temple. He said, you see all that? He said, I tell you that before long, not one stone will be left upon another of this temple. Not one stone of this magnificent building is going to be left upon another. They get out to the Mount of Olives and sit down and the disciples turn and said, Lord, tell us about this. When is the end going to come? What will be the signs of your coming? Lord, how do we know about the end of the world and the signs of your coming? Jesus says, all right, I'll tell you a little bit about that. That's the setting of my text. Jesus now is getting ready to talk about the signs of his coming. He's getting ready to tell us what to be looking for and when we can get up on the edge of our seats getting ready. He's getting ready to do that. But now before we get to the signs, I want to establish two things with you. I want you to understand first of all, that the coming, the second coming, is going to take place in two stages. When we talk about the second coming, and this is something people miss quite often, the second coming is going to take place in two stages. There are two different words that describe it. First, there'll be the rapture, the catching away of the church. When the trumpet sounds, and only those that are ready are going to be caught up in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. The dead in Christ are going to burst out of their graves. And we're going to meet him yonder in the air. But then there's a second part to his second coming that will occur later and we'll, we'll go through all that in the coming weeks. Will be what we call the revelation of Jesus Christ when he comes back to this earth this time to stay. He comes back and his feet touch the Mount of Olives outside Jerusalem. He comes back with all of his saints riding on white horses. The Bible describes him sitting on that horse with the crown and his eyes like fire. And he's coming back to this earth to put an end to all things and to establish his millennial kingdom and reign forever and forever. So now as we go through these messages, keep those two facts in mind. The fact that the second coming is actually a two-stage event. 
It is something that will take place. It is something that will happen in two different stages and we'll explain those as we go along. The second thing I want you to understand about the signs is this. That the signs are what we call season signs. They have a beginning and then they continue over a long process of time. Some of these signs that we're going to talk about actually started happening in 70 A.D. Some of them actually started in 70 A.D. with the thing Jesus referred to when he said, you see all this? You see this building? Not one stone will be upon another. Jesus knew that in 70 A.D., about 40 years after he was talking all this and all this... He knew in about 40 years the Romans were coming in and was going to literally destroy the temple in Jerusalem. He knew that. And so he said to them, I tell you fellas, don't get too excited over this building. It's coming down. It's coming down. That's the first sign he mentioned. And that sign actually happened in 70 AD. So these signs don't just happen overnight. That they are seasonal signs. They continue over a process of time. Just remember this about the signs. They have a definite beginning. They accelerate in intensity. They speak uniquely to each generation. And all of them are working toward one ultimate goal and one ultimate purpose. And that is the coming of our Lord to this earth again. Now remember that about the signs. Especially the one about the application to each generation. We're going to apply these signs as we cover them. We're going to apply where they are for us today. And I think you're going to realize we are getting close. Let's look at the first one. We're going to have to move along. The first sign that Jesus said you need to look for in verses 4 and 5. He said the first sign you need to look for is deception. He said, let no man deceive you. For many are going to come in my name saying, I'm Christ. And they're going to deceive many. He says, toward the end of time, more and more people are going to come claiming that they are Christ. In other words, the end time is going to be marked by widespread deception. And one of the things that's going to lead that deception is a proliferation of false Christs. Ever since time began almost, and certainly since the days of our Lord, there have been people who have arisen to claim to be Christ. There were men in Christ's day who claimed they were the Son of God besides Him. There were people even in that day claiming that they were Christ. And they've come ever since then. There's just been a proliferation of it. And the closer we get to the end, the more we're going to see that kind of deception. Remember that word. Be careful that you're not deceived by some of the stuff that is happening and that's going on. Be careful. We are living in great days of deception. In fact, over the last few years, there have been hundreds who have claimed to be Christ in one way or another. Some of these you may recognize. How about Sun Myung Moon, the leader of the Unification Church? How about Charles Manson and his crowd? 
How about David Koresh and the Branch Davidians? How about Jim Jones and his people's temple? When he said, come on, I'm going to lead you to the promised land. Took them down by nearly a thousand people and murdered 900 of them. That's what you get when you follow this crowd. That's what you get if you let people deceive you like that. That's what, that's what begins to happen. The Bible says these deceivers will come. People will deceive you and try to make you believe things. And deception will be the order of the lab. Be careful, folks, that you're not deceived. You say, oh, Brother Marley, how can that happen? How, how can people be deceived like that? I'll tell you how. As we abandon our biblical-based views, as we abandon this book and replace it with humanism and secularism that is sweeping our world today, humanism, secularism, and abandoning the Word of God, See, when that happens, that creates a vacuum. And how many of you know nothing exists in a vacuum? Something has to fill empty space. Something has to fill a vacuum. And as we desert the Word, and as we go to secularism and humanism, there's a vacuum created in, in men's hearts. And people are are just running everywhere and that's where they are today. What's going on? Well, what do we do? We know I like this. No, I like this. No, I like this. No, over here. And a new one will arrive. Some new crazy ideas, crazy person arrives over here. No, there's another jackrabbit jumps up over here and another one over here. And what's happening in our world? How many times do I hear you say that you are, this world is going crazy? It's crazy. We're just running. Secularism and humanism's just got us bouncing like a rubber ball all over the place. Every new something that comes up, every new Christ. And they don't all have to claim to be Christ. They just claim, oh, we got the answer. Follow us. We, got, we, we know how to fix this. That's what it means by being a Christ. They don't have to call themselves Christ. They just claim they know how to fix it. Follow us. Here's the right idea. Here's the way you do it. Here's the way you fix all this. And eventually, you know what's going to happen? It's already, I say going to happen. Do you know what's happening today? There is a cry. Do you hear it? Beginning to mount more and more and more. There is a cry that we need to find somebody. We need to find a Superman. We need to find a Messiah that can fix this and bring us out of this mess. How often are we hearing that now? Somebody needs to arise. Some world leader. Somebody needs, somebody needs to lead us out of this mess. You know where that's taking us? One day here, very soon. One day, as the world cries, we've got to have somebody to get us out of this mess. All of a sudden, a superman's going to arise... And he's going to seem to have all the answers and all the power. And the world's going to follow him like a bee looking for honey. And the Bible calls him the Antichrist. 
The world is already crying for the Antichrist. Do you hear the cry? You want to know how close we're getting? The world is already crying for the Antichrist. We need that Superman. We need somebody. We, we need a great world leader. The, the cry of our world today is one world government. Let's have one world government. The UN. All of these things. We need one world government. We need somebody to lead us out of this. They don't know it. But they're going to get him. And it's going to be the Antichrist. We'll talk about him, deal with him in a future message. But that's where we're headed. That's, that's the brink that we're standing on. Do you not hear the cry? The world is crying for what Jesus said is going to happen. And the deception is coming. The deception is coming. It is coming. Many are going to be deceived. The Antichrist is going to come. And the whole world is going to follow after him. The whole world is going to literally follow after him. That is the first great sign that Jesus talks about. There's going to be deception. Let's do one more right quickly and then we're going to have to wrap these others up tonight. He says, secondly, there's going to be division. There's not only going to be deception. There's going to be division. He says there'll be wars and rumors of wars. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom will rise against kingdom. Do I really need to even talk about that one? Do you see that? Every corner, you, everywhere you look on this globe, there's fighting, there's bombings, there's hijackings, there's beheadings, there's people marching in the streets. Jesus said, look out. When you see these things coming to pass, know that my coming is right at the door. When you see the deception, when you see the division that is dividing, do you know that in the 6,000 years of human history, they tell me that over 600 million people have died in wars. And half of them since the year 1900. In the last 100 and what, 19 years or so. The world is in turmoil today as it's never been. And the characteristics of war are changing. It's not now just some little nation against something. There are hot wars of physical combat. We're used to those to some extent. There are hot wars where, where, where there's actual physical combat. But then there's the cold wars of economic and political conflict. What you've been hearing lately about all the conflict that's going on politically. This nation challenges, this nation's putting tariffs here. This nation's put, this nation's shut off the oil here. This nation's done this. We just, that's war. Wars and rumors of war, Jesus said. Not only, not only physical combat, but the cold wars of economic and political. How about holy wars? ISIS, radical Islam. Are, do you see what's going on? We have people now in Congress 
that have recently stood up and said, our goal is to kill every one of you. Are you aware that has happened? That there's actually some Congress people? The Islamic crowd that's somehow gotten into office? The radical Islams? The Islamics? And they've literally said, our goal is to take over this nation and if we have to, we'll kill every one of you. You tell me we're not seeing division. You tell me we're not fragmenting. These people are in Congress. Are you awake? Hello? Are you awake? Are you awake? Holy wars, radical extremists, conflicts, racial, ethnic, ethnic, cultural, religious. I could spend a whole message just on that one. Marching in the streets, carrying signs. One of our congressmen the other day, he wasn't, he wasn't a foreigner. He's from here. And you know what he said? He said the biggest problem in America is old, rich, white men. We ought to kill every one of them. Did you see that? Folks, they're coming after you. Us. I guess I'm one of them old white men. They're coming after us. You laugh. Some of you ain't spring chickens. They'll come after you too. Do, do, do. All week as I've, as, I, as I've gone through this and looked at it and thought about it, I thought, my God, do we even see it? Do we, do, or do we hear it yet? Do we see it is actually happening? The racial, ethnic, cultural, religious confrontations, marching in the street, carrying signs, calling for our death. Jesus said, you want to know when I'm coming? Watch when the division starts at these levels. Watch, watch, watch. Watch when it happens. Watch when it happens. The human race has never been more divided than it is today. Let me say that again. And look at that word. The human race has never been more divided than it is today. Nation against nation, ethnicity against ethnicity. It, it's, it's, it's just gone and said, come on, Rhonda. The spread of terrorism, hijackings, bombings, assassinations, sabotage. Just, just go down the list. Turn on your news. And you know where all this is headed? Here's where it's headed. Conflict is going to increase. Tensions are going to intensify. Anarchy is going to soon prevail. And suddenly, watch this. I hope I can paint a picture that'll help you just see how it's just coming together. Anarchy, chaos. Conflict, tension. 
And all of a sudden, somebody's going to appear and look like he has the answers. And it'll be the Antichrist. It's coming. Watch. Somebody's about to arise. Some, some, watch. 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 We'll show you how all that fits together before we're finished. That's just two of the signs mentioned here. We'll cover the rest of them tonight, the Lord willing. Jesus said, when you see these things come to pass, when you see them, you can know. I won't, I won't give you the exact date. I won't give you the exact year. No man knows that. But my Father who's in heaven. But I can tell you when you see these things, know that it's right at the door. Jesus is coming back again. The stage is set. The rumblings have started. He's coming. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Father, I just pray that in this hour, somehow you will take these words and drive them into our hearts and our spirits. Lord, don't let the enemy steal them away from us before we leave here in just a few minutes. Don't let the enemy steal these words. Don't let him take them. Help us to hear. Help us to understand. Help us to get it into our spirits and see how close we are to the coming of the Son of Man. And Lord, if there's one in this building that's not ready this morning, will you right now just speak to them and help them to whisper simply this, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins and help me be ready when that trumpet sounds, I want to be ready to go. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.